Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this special edition of the Single Tracks podcast. I'm your host and narrator for today, Aaron Chamberlain. This episode is a little different from any we've done before. Instead of talking about gear, trails, or interviewing someone, this is more like an audio diary. About a week ago, I joined 30 or so other riders on the Kohutta Cat bikepacking route. This route was put together by Daniel Jesse. He's an Atlanta native. He designed the route as an alternative to the popular Trans-North Georgia route. It's a 290-mile figure-eight loop through North Georgia and extreme Western Tennessee. It's an extremely tough ride through surprisingly remote regions. About 60% of the route is gravel, 15% is single track, and the remaining 25% is on pavement. All of it is hard. I finished with some 36,000 feet of climbing. Initially, I planned to do the route over four days and average about 75 miles per day, but you never really know how things are going to go until you're out there. I ended up pushing pretty hard and finished the route in 68 hours with 39 hours of that being ride time. Day one was probably the hardest in terms of the route itself with about 14,000 feet of climbing and 95 miles to make it to Thunder Rock Campground in Tennessee. Day two was no picnic, but the climbs weren't as tough as day one. Obviously, day three was a major physical and mental challenge. Some of the steepest grades of the entire route came in the last 30 miles from Blue Ridge, back to the finish at Mulberry Gap outside LJ, Georgia. At this point, I had to push my bike up any hill, and as I found out, it takes a really long time to cover 30 miles when you have to walk half of it. I recorded updates throughout the ride on my phone using the external mic and a headset mic at varying times. The sound quality isn't the greatest in places, but I tried to clean it up as best I could. Hopefully, you'll enjoy listening to it regardless. So, without further ado, here's my audio diary of the 2017 Kohutta Cat. All right, first check-in. Almost to Fort Mountain. It's about 11 o'clock. It's gone a little over 12 miles. Climbed 3,000 feet so far, so it's been a tough 12 miles to be sure. Hiking my bike right now up to the road. This section's kind of an old, overgrown double track, but it's got a lot of loose rocks and acorns on it really big ones and it's steep been trying to ride little bits of it but figured I'd save some energy and hike my bike that's what I'm doing had a little bit of rain not too long ago it's pretty heavy but it's really warm so I opted not to put my rain jacket on which I think was the right decision because it stopped raining pretty quickly soaking wet but at least I'm warm actually I don't know if you can hear it starting to hear cars means the road is just up ahead and that's it for this update I'll check in a little later all right checking in again it's about noon now 
a little over 17 miles in, so I made it through Fort Mountain. Now I'm climbing on a paved road. It's really gorgeous. Fall colors are really starting to pop right now. Yeah, the ride through Fort Mountain was beautiful. I had never ridden this section of trail. I think it was just called 301, but there's this gorgeous cascading waterfall, lots of moss, and a pretty fun descent, which uh, I rattled some things loose. Some flippy floppies fell out of my bag, and then uh, my bag fell out of my seat post carrier thing. Had a bit of a yard sale, but luckily someone found one of my flip-flops higher up and brought it down to me, which was super nice. Saved me from walking all the way back up the hill. But yeah, things are going pretty good. The sun tried to peek out for a second, but went back away. At least it's not raining though. That's it for now. I'm gonna try to make some good ground on this paved section and I'll check in later. All right, about 30 miles in now, 4,300 feet of climbing. Uh, the pavement section went by nice and quick. It's really rolling, pretty countryside, lots of horses. And now climbing on a gravel road next to a pretty large creek. So it's just really nice. The climb's not too bad. It's a pretty manageable grade. I just stopped and filtered some water because I was running low. I lost a bottle at the very beginning on Pinhoti 3. That kind of sucked. Down the bottle. Hopefully this water's okay. It did rain overnight. And it's still a little bit wet over here where we are now. A little concerned about that, but hopefully, fingers crossed, I won't get sick. All right, I'm gonna knock out this gravel and check in later. Apparently, I'm on the longest climb in Georgia. I thought I'd take the opportunity to talk about some of the gear I'm using for this trip. I'm on my Zen hardtail, it's a steel 29er. Setup is a 1x11. Got a Shimano SLX 11 speed drivetrain, which I just put on recently. Really glad I did because I had a 10 speed drivetrain on before, and with the biggest cog on my cassette being a 36, I'd be doing a whole lot more walking. I actually have a 46 now with this 11 speed, and I've been using it quite a bit today already running a rotor crank set. It's actually got a power meter in it. It'll be interesting to see what kind of watts I'm laying down at the end of this trip. It's got an oval chain ring on it, 32. And uh, yeah, the whole setup's clicking along nicely. I just changed it last week and got out on maybe like a little five mile ride. You know, not always the best idea to sw swap around a bunch of stuff on your bike before a huge ride like this, but pretty confident in my mechanical abilities. Knock on wood. Got some bike bag dude bags. Guy out of Australia. Got a frame bag from him, a handlebar roll, a top tube bag, and then two little 
bags that hang off the stem and bars and I'm using both of those for water bottles this trip. Usually I use food in one and water in the other, but mix it up a little bit this for this trip. Usually carry a bladder inside the frame bag, but bringing some extra stuff on this trip, namely a stove, which I don't usually bring with me. But uh, yeah, so the stove's taking up a lot of room inside the frame bag. So move some things around. And for a seat bag, I have a Blackburn, I think Outpost is what they call it. And I got my sleeping bag in there. Got my tent and sleeping pad and a little bit of extra clothing, rain jacket, that kind of stuff, and the handlebar roll. And then top two bags got snack food, frame bags got uh, tools, spares, like lunch and dinner style food, and I'm sure there's some other stuff in there. Um, and then I'm wearing a fanny pack, if you want to call it that, from high above. And I've got my water filter in there, some more snacks, and my camera. Keeping that pretty handy. It's beautiful right now. It's really quite humid and steamy. I am just drenched in sweat and having a hard time talking, as you can probably tell. But uh, the fall colors are just getting better the higher we get and the further into the backcountry we get. So really enjoying the ride so far. Yeah, hopefully it continues to be smooth sailing. As you can probably hear, going through a real bushwhacky section right now, a little mixture of hike a bike and bushwhack. There's a lot of trees down. Can't really tell what it's from. They don't appear to be really recent, so I don't know if it's any of the storms from this year, but we're out here in the middle of nowhere. Can hear the occasional plane going by overhead, but it's about the only other sound, so it's pretty cool. A little bit slow going because of all the down trees, but still picking away here. Just got through the bushwhack section, down a little creek, ran back into Paul. He was stopping and having some lunch, so I'm gonna do the same. Got the jet boil out, gonna make some ramen noodles, throw a pack of tuna in it, have a little instant coffee, and call that lunch and keep on moving. We are about 45 miles in now. We are near the Conasauga River. Just entered the Cherokee National Forest. But I gotta think we're really close to Tennessee if we're not in Tennessee already. Stopping to filter some more water because we're thirsty and I haven't really seen any kind of facilities. We're going by a campground right now, but they're just primitive sites. I haven't seen a store or anything since we left Mulberry Gap at 8.30 this morning. Yeah, it's been a really cool day out in the woods. It's about 3.30 or so right now. I'm gonna try to get a few more hours of riding in and make camp for the night. Okay, it is 4.40 and just now 50 miles in. Not quite the progress I wanted to be making. We're shooting for 75 miles today. I have a light. I 
can always ride into the night if I need to. But uh, it's just kind of been slow going. This is a really tough route. It's no joke. Ran into Daniel Jesse, the guy that put the route together, and he did confirm that we won't be running by any sort of stores or anything today. So I'm really glad I brought as much food as I did because uh, I'm going to need it. The sun came out, which was awesome. Came out right after Paul and I stopped for lunch. And it's starting to cool off finally now, which is much appreciated because it's been warm. Warm and sticky all day. Looking forward to drying off. My jersey's almost dry, so that's good. I've had to stop and do more fiddling than I would prefer. Moving bags around and yeah, just adjusting gear. Hopefully... I've got it dialed in now. I can just replicate it tomorrow. What else? My GPS almost died right after I got done fiddling with all my bags. I got a low battery warning, so I had to fish out my battery pack and cord for that. Crisis averted. Uh, not really sure why batteries seem to drain a little bit faster today. Usually feel like I get more more life out of it but I only got about eight hours before the low battery came on maybe it's the power meter maybe I should turn that off for tomorrow we'll see anyway uh, as you can probably hear again I'm climbing so I should probably get off it's about 7:30. made some really good progress since last time I checked in put some music on and that really helped just started jamming out the miles. Went around two beautiful lakes, tucked away up in the mountains up here, just the, with all the trees changing colors. Uh, I mean, it's just gorgeous. I tried to get some pictures, but as with everything in the southeast, there's a lot of a lot of trees everywhere, so they kind of block the view, but. It's okay, I like trees. But yeah, I've been riding by myself for a while. Started picking up the pace and just feeling pretty good. I just wanna make as much progress as I can. It's kinda a little creepy out here by my lonesome. Maybe saw a couple cars on the road since I left, every, since I passed all the people. Probably only seen like a dozen cars total all day, which is pretty amazing. It's just so remote, I had no idea. You think you know a place, and turns out there's a lot more to see. So I'm here at this creek, which I tried to ride across and soaked my feet, which I've been keeping them dry all day long. So I made it until 7.30 before I got wet feet, so that kind of sucks. Yeah, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do as far as camping goes. I feel like since I feel good, I should keep going. But the flip side is I don't want to do too much today and feel like crap tomorrow. I think I'll just keep going until the tank's totally empty. I'm starting to get hungry now. And I don't want to eat any more of the bars I have because I'm tired of eating sweet stuff. But the only non-sweet stuff I have 
is another pack of ramen and some more tuna, which I'm more than happy to eat, but uh, it's a bit of a production since I have to break out the stove and, you know, boil water and all that jazz. It doesn't take too long, but it's a lot to pack and unpack. I think I will just keep on rolling until I'm starving, and then I will pull over and set up camp, make dinner, and maybe Paul will find me. I think he was struggling a little bit when I passed him on the road. I don't know if he'll he'll try to find me. And it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to find anybody with it as dark as it is right now. Uh, I did see the full moon coming up, which was awesome. It's coming up over the mountains. It's behind a handful of clouds. Some really thin, stringy clouds. Nice fall moon up here. And somewhere in the wilds of Tennessee. So, yeah, I'm done filtering water. I'm going to hop back on the bike, turn the music back on, and rock out some more miles. Talk soon. Woo, boy. It is 1.08 a.m., and I'm laying in my tent. It's drizzling a little bit outside. And I basically just got here. I got to the Thunder Rock campground around midnight. It's a lot further than I had been anticipating on going. I'm actually 95 miles in, shooting for 75, but I don't know, got a wild hair and kept pressing on. And this campground has showers and bathroom and the promise of a warm shower sounded too good to pass up. Yeah, I really pushed myself. This was an extremely hard day. Definitely the hardest single day of bikepacking I've ever done. So 95 miles, about 14,000 plus feet of climbing. A good, I don't know, two, 3,000 of that, probably more than that, or happened since the last time I checked in. Was, last time I checked in was around seven or so. I was filtering water a little after seven, I guess. I was feeling pretty good, but I think that stop, as soon as I started riding again, I kind of hit a wall, and I really didn't want to eat any sweet stuff, but I did. I ate a bunch of gummy worms, or gummy bears, actually, just to keep the, the fire burning hot and soldiered on. It was really tough going right after, right after I filtered water, actually hit single track and it was really soft and rocky and a lot of small limbs and branches and stuff down it was slow going had to hike a bike in a couple sections but after a few miles of that was mostly gravel but some huge climbs huge huge climbs and then got to finish down into the campground the Thunder Rock Trail, which if you've ever ridden here, you know it's a super fun trail. It's been a year since I've ridden. It's at the Okoe Whitewater Center, also known as Tanasi. It's in Tennessee, not too far over the border from Georgia. And it's where they had the whitewater events for the Olympics back in 96, I believe. It's still a big destination for people who kayak and raft and that kind of thing. Really cool spot, 
really beautiful. I assume it's still beautiful anyway. Obviously, it's dark right now. Yeah, got to descend some gnarly single track, which was kind of fun, but definitely just so worked at this point that it was hard to fully enjoy it. And you're on a fully loaded bike, and I took my dropper post off because I couldn't really use it with my seat post bag anyway. That definitely complicates things. And then you have the bag sticking up and behind your seat, so it's kind of hard to slide backwards. So it really makes for some scary moments when things get really steep and in switchbacks particularly. It's kind of awkward to get the bike around, but I did it. Super stoked on that. Just made some more ramen noodles with a pack of tuna and scarfed it down. Barely waited for it to cool off. I'm just so hungry, so tired of eating sweet stuff. Tomorrow when I get to Ducktown, which will be our first signs of civilization since we left Mulberry Gap, uh, when I get to Ducktown, Tennessee, I'm definitely going to buy a bunch of salty snacks. I'm going to get some beef jerky probably, definitely some Cheez-Its, because that's one of my personal favorites. And who knows, maybe some crunchy Cheetos. Um, I'll live it up because I'll burn it all off anyway. With that, I think I will sign off for day one. I'm barely staying awake as it is. I was practically falling asleep eating my noodles. So I will check in tomorrow morning for day two. It's about eight o'clock on Saturday morning. Just waking up. Uh, I slept really well, which is not really surprising considering I was so worn out. <sighs> Sorry. Woke up once around six to go to the bathroom and then came back to bed. It did rain more throughout the night and it's kind of sprinkling right now. So I'm still sitting in the tent trying to muster up the enthusiasm for putting on wet clothes and riding my bike all day long. We'll see how long that takes. So we start breaking down camp, make some oatmeal. <sighs> Sorry. And uh, hit the road. Oh, I should also add that this MSR tent I have, it's a little one-man tent. It worked great. It's the first time I've used it in the rain. I am bone dry, stayed warm all night. My big Agnes sleeping bag. That was awesome. Okay, it's about 11.30, a couple hours in. Took me a little bit longer to break camp than I wanted it to, and probably I should have. I didn't get done until, I don't know, 9.30. And then I stopped and took some pictures because right along the Okoe River, and it was super beautiful. Knocked out about 10 miles of single track, which was really fun. And uh, about to jump on Highway 64. Stopping to eat a bar because I ate three packs of oatmeal for breakfast, which was hard to choke down. Just cheap apples and cinnamon instant oatmeal. Yeah, definitely burned through most of that, I think mean, because it didn't have any protein. So I'm eating one of these RX bars, which has a ton of protein in it. Hopefully that'll get me to Ducktown because I'm pretty much out of food. Got a few gummy bears left and then nothing. Hopefully this will 
get me to Ducktown and I can find a cheeseburger somewhere and a convenience store and reload. Didn't make it very far. As soon as I hit 64, my rear wheel started wobbling and hopped off, tried to figure out what it was, uh, maybe cranks or the axle was loose, but pretty much all my non-drive side spokes are loose. So I'm gonna have to take a minute and tension them back up and hopefully that'll do it. All right, that only cost me a few minutes. I think I've got it under control for now using this Blackburn Wayside Multi-Tool. It's a really good one. It's got just about everything you possibly need to fix your bike trailside. I recommend that. All right, riding through the Kohutta Wilderness Management Area. It's just absolutely stunning. There's a creek, of course. It's always a creek here in Georgia. I did cross back into Georgia. Long gravel road. It's been, I don't know, feels like I've been climbing this thing for an hour. Not, not really steep, but it's just going on and on and on. But it's really peaceful and beautiful back here. At least I got that going for me. I made it to Ducktown around 1230. Stopped by a gas station, bought a whole bunch of salty snacks, and then went to the Hardee's that was right next door. Got a burger, a cheeseburger, chicken sandwich, and some fries, and a big Coke. So I'm pretty full still. <laughs> Ate a while ago, but I'm just so hungry. Yeah, and then after leaving there, had a good section on the road, a few miles. It was actually really tough. There are some of the steepest grades. Uh, just these not very long climbs, but just really punchy. And the sun was fully out, so it's making things hot. It's about 2.30 now. I don't know, I'm like 125, 130 miles in, something like that. Trying to make my way to Blue Ridge. My left knee is bothering me a little bit. May need to stop soon and take a little break. Maybe before I get to Blue Ridge. Hopefully it doesn't become a major issue. I also had to stop and uh, work on my rear wheel again. It was The tire was rubbing the chainstay, grinding up some of those really steep road sections and I tensioned the spokes, but it definitely wasn't true. So found a good tree that I could hang my bike from by the saddle. Did a little roadside truing job. It's not rubbing, so that's good. I gotta say, it's pretty strict. Pretty happy with my handiwork there. Anyway, this climb is still going. I'll keep riding it and checking later. Shwoo, okay. I made it to Blue Ridge. It's about 440. It's still 70 degrees. It's hot, steamy. Right after I checked in last time, it started raining, and that gravel road I was on got steeper. A little bit chilly for a second, but I didn't pull the jacket on, the rain jacket on, which I'm glad I did not because the rain didn't last long and immediately it was hot again. It's pretty crazy. I haven't even I haven't had to wear the jacket one time while I'm on the bike so far, even though it's raining and it's November. 
it took a lot longer than I thought it was going to to get into Blue Ridge. This long section of pavement just kept going and going and going and it was very rolling. Not a whole lot of downhill. At least it didn't feel like it. So I'm pretty beat. I'm gonna try to find a grocery store here. Grab a few things for tonight and tomorrow morning. Didn't really eat. I ate like a pack of peanuts that I got earlier, but all that food I ate from Hardee's earlier is still with me. It's not sitting that great. Don't really eat fast food very often and then ate a whole bunch of it. So I'm feeling kind of gross. Uh, my knee is bothering me a little bit. Kind of just seems to be maintaining at a certain pain level though. I guess that's a positive. At least it's not hurting more. It feels okay when I'm off walking around, but it's the uh, it's my left knee. It's the upper inside part of my kneecap. Feels like someone smacked me with a bat or something. It actually is sore when I touch it. Don't know what that's about. Anyways, not sure how far I'm gonna make it tonight. I think I'm maybe 140 miles in. Let's check the Garmin. Garmin says I only have 18,000 feet of climbing, which don't know if I believe that. Uh, 144 miles in. I was hoping to get 75 miles a day. Of course, I did 95 yesterday. I think I can get to 150 for sure, but I don't know if I'll go much beyond that. Give my knee a break and just kind of chill out. Maybe Paul will catch me. It'd be cool to hang out with somebody. The route's taking us around the north side of Lake Blue Ridge up here in North Georgia which I've never been to the north side, so maybe it's really cool. I probably is. Everything else on this route's been cool. Anyway, I think that's it for now. I'm going to go find some food. Okay, it's quarter after nine on Saturday. I'm still going. Feeling okay. Getting really tired of this road I'm on. It's just gravel road but it just feels like deja vu all over again it's a little bit of a climb a little bit of a descent a little bit of a climb a little bit of a descent i've basically been heading north east i guess for i don't even know an hour or more so i keep seeing the moon which is it was full last night so it's still pretty full tonight Keep sitting in the same position. All these corners look the same. I just went through this low spot that's muddy. And then you climb from the low spot that's muddy. And then you have a little downhill that goes to the left. And then it goes to the right and there's a low spot that's muddy. And then you climb and then you go to the left. And then there's a low spot that turns right and it's muddy. That's not bad. I mean, the grade I'm climbing right now, again, as you can tell, the grade's not bad, it's just getting a little tiresome. I think I'm probably, let's check the mileage here, if I can. Uh, I'm stop so I don't crash. 170 miles in. Feeling pretty good about that. 21,000 feet of climbing. Stopped for some barbecue in Blue Ridge, which was kind of 
it's not that not that good honestly kind of disappointed even though i was hungry you know when you're riding a lot just about everything tastes amazing but it was dry and unfortunately i got one sandwich to go so i could have something to eat whenever i do make camp for tonight and i asked them if they could wrap the sandwich instead of putting it in a box and you would have thought i don't know you would have thought i had three heads the way they looked at me they were not understanding why i didn't want a box i was like can you just put it in some foil the saran wrap and the guy the cashier was like do what now like, uh just wrap up a sandwich so he wrote on the ticket and then when he gave the ticket to the kitchen she, he was like hey that sandwich has to go wrap it in foil or plastic or whatever and the girl was cooking she goes what in the world so apparently they're not used to wrapping sandwiches at that barbecue restaurant in blue ridge but anyways got some mac and cheese there too and that was good uh and then i ran by the food lion got a couple things got another packet of ramen another packet of tuna probably will eat for breakfast ate all the oatmeal i had this morning the oatmeal didn't really didn't really do much for me today i don't normally eat oatmeal at home i don't really care for it i just thought it would be something easy to eat out in the woods it was certainly easy but like i said earlier there's no protein in it it didn't really stay with me as long as i was hoping so i'll eat ramen and tuna for breakfast which doesn't sound that bad actually not sure how far i'll get tonight i made it through blue ridge like i said through morganton a little town just outside of blue ridge stopped there to see if i could get a beer there's a single can but apparently it's dry and the only place you can get beer is in the city limits of blue ridge which I actually went to a gas station there after i went to food line because went right next door but apparently i went to the one gas station conoco and they don't believe in selling beer they didn't have any um, but i stopped also in morganton to get a, a, a bottle of v8 the vegetable juice just because i really haven't had any vegetables since i left and kind of meat it out if you know what i'm saying so that had a bunch of sodium in it too which is a good thing and i'm actually turning off that road i've been on forever Let's see where this goes i'm going road called 640a and now i'm going northwest so a little bit different direction so at least the moon won't be in the same spot right in my face it's not bad it's just like i said it's just like just feels like i'm on a loop or something kind of like i'm losing it it's probably why i'm rambling Oh, now I'm saying I'm off course. Uh, hold on. Take a look at this. A little creepy out here where I am. Yeah, this road I turned off of. Definitely Blue Ridge. You're on the on pavement for a while. But as soon as you got out of town, it got nice and quiet again. Not very many cars. Which was nice because there was, there was a lot of traffic just getting into Blue Ridge and it was, the roads were all wet so it just makes 
I don't know, it just makes everything louder. Make the cars louder when they're going by you. And it's just, it's just a little nerve wracking. Didn't, I'd only had one kind of close call. Some jerk in a Hummer 2 with Alabama plates got needlessly close to me. It's on two lane road. There's no one coming. So there wasn't, wasn't a need for them to be as close as they were. So to the driver of a gold Hummer with Alabama plates, you're a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Give people space. I'm a person. Don't hit me. Anyway, went over the dam for Lake Blue Ridge. That was really cool. I'd never seen that. Like I said, I'd never been to the north side of Lake Blue Ridge. So saw that, went through Morganton, went on Highway 60 for just a minute, and then turned off onto this nice gravel road. It was kind of next to the lake. I say kind of because a lot of the lake is uh, really low. It's been low for a while. So I passed these homes who had their houses are on across the street, but then they have docks and their docks, which used to be in the lake, are now sitting in the dirt and there's grass grown up. So it's not like, not like it's been, uh, you know, just this year or anything. We've had a couple, a couple years of drought, I guess. So probably get a little wind noise here going downhill. And like I said, downhill to the left, and then it's gonna curve to the right in the low spot. That road was pretty. The sun was setting, the moon was coming up, so that was really cool. And then it made this like hard left into the woods, just on this kind of creepy gravel, double tracky road. And I've run into maybe two or three trucks out here. They're running hunting dogs. I'm not sure what they're hunting um, or if they should be. I don't really know. It is deer season, but I don't know why you'd be driving your truck and like having your dogs run outside on the road in front of your truck. So that's kind of weird, but the guys have been friendly when I passed them. I had no, no problems there, but I did hear a whole bunch of coyotes, which was kind of super creepy. That was not kind of creepy, really creepy. Just a ton of them yapping and hollering and I don't know what you call it, whatever coyotes do, making noise, lots of it, not that far away. Just like looking around for sticks and at least there's plenty of rocks. So if they did roll up on me, I'll at least give them a good fight, right? Yeah, so I'm gonna push on for a little bit longer. I need kind of run low on water here. I haven't, all these low spots, there's little creeks, but I'm leery of, getting any water out of them. They're very small, not flowing that fast. So that doesn't, uh, it's not ideal, but I should be getting to a, guess kind of like a small highway here in the next 10 miles or so. And it looks like according to the, uh, some of the waypoints on the GPS, there's better options for water coming up. Hopefully that's the case because I'm getting thirsty. All my salty snacks. I think that's probably it for right now. Oh, my knee's feeling about the same. Not really feeling any worse. 
but I haven't I haven't really had any tough climbs since I left Blue Ridge. And I'm sure as soon as I say that, I'm gonna have something gnarly. But for now, the grades have been pretty chill. So my knees not bother me anymore. It still hurts, but it's not getting worse. And I will go as far as I can tonight. Maybe try to hit 200 miles, depending on how the next miles go. If it keeps going like this, it's kind of slow. Ground soft, and that doesn't, that really slows things down. 200 might be a little more that I can chew, but maybe at least 190. I kind of think mentally having 100 miles in front of me on Sunday is an achievable goal, especially if I get an early start. Tomorrow, I don't sleep in, which I hopefully am not going to ride till midnight, but who knows, it's 9.30 now. Anyway, I just heard a gunshot way far away. Maybe one of those hunters got something. All right, I'm going to focus on the task at hand, and I'll check in probably when I make camp for the night. All right, good news. I'm finally off that stupid stupid road where I was just riding the same thing over and over and over again it's 9 56 almost 10 o'clock so it only went on for another half hour but it was probably a good two hours on that road and uh yeah really glad to be off of it uh, there was a church right on the road where I popped out here what road is this Skeena Gap Road, I think. I was hoping they had a spigot, but they don't. Still kind of screwed on the waterfront. I've got a little bit of Gatorade left in one of my bottles. Hoping I come across water soon. Alright, that's it for now. Quick update. Just knocked out about four miles on the pavement since I stopped. It only took about 16 minutes. So that was awesome. The fastest I've covered any miles today, that's for sure. It's a good feeling. It's a couple creeks, but I was in a valley. And like I said earlier, the moon is still mostly full. And I could see cows down in fields. It's not a good idea to filter water when there's cow poop around. I just turned off. I'm on gravel again, I'm walking for a second. I'm gonna wait till I get a little bit higher up, get away from any cows, and get close to some water. Looks like I'll cross it a couple times. Then I'm gonna make camp. It's a little after 11, 11.03. I just made it to the swinging bridge over the Tokoa River. That's the sound you hear in the background. Finally found some water, which is good. Took a little detour. I saw a closed road and thought maybe there would be a good spot to camp for the night. But I went down to like a quarter of a mile downhill, of course, and there was no flat ground to be seen. So instead of continuing on, I turned around and pushed back up the hill. But I'm glad I did, because now I crossed the river which is another benchmark, milestone, whatever you want to call it. But I'd 
do need to find somewhere to sleep soon. Getting very tired. Okay, it's about quarter to eight on Sunday morning, day three of the Kohuta Cat. Just breaking down camp, almost ready to roll. I found a site, not really a site, but a spot in the woods that was flat. Not too long after I crossed the Tokoa Swinging Bridge. And I was so tired when I got into camp. I figured I would just rough it and throw down my footprint and sleeping pad and sleeping bag. That's not really roughing it, I guess. Um, but I wasn't going to put up my tent just because I was so tired. And as soon as I laid down, which was, I don't know, almost midnight maybe, it started raining. Not hard at first at least, but it was raining. There's a lot of clouds in the sky, so it didn't look like it was going to blow through. So I got up, put my tent up, the rain fly and everything. So that took some extra time because I had to dig everything out of my bags. Probably got to bed around one, maybe. I didn't sleep that great. It was just, it's so humid and it was too cold to just sleep on top of the sleeping bag. But I was kind of too hot inside the sleeping bag so I couldn't find my Goldilocks position and yeah it just sort of wasn't it wasn't the most restful sleep I planned on waking up at six I set an alarm originally but after waking up throughout the night I turned my alarm off and I ended up waking up about an hour ago and kind of had the goal of breaking down camp faster today and doing it within an hour of waking up and I achieved that happy with that for sure I was also part of the reason I woke up I was so hungry but when I got here last night I was so tired I didn't want to eat and just everything kind of sounded gross after just eating random stuff all day long yesterday well and the day before and then once I woke up and I was hungry I didn't want to get out of the tent and go fishing around in my bags for food so I just laid there until I fell back asleep but I ate the barbecue sandwich left over from yesterday had that for breakfast it was actually kind of better once it had been smashed in my bag for 50 miles or whatever still dry though and it was also dry inside my bag so that's a good thing with the rain anyway it's not uh it's not cold which is good because i had to put on a wet kit nothing like starting the day with a wet jersey and chamois and shorts to get you going but yeah it looks like it'll be about the same as yesterday sun's kind of poking through here and there but still pretty cloudy anyway i'm off to kind of the bull mountain area around uh just just west of dahlonega i actually know this next part this next part i've ridden a lot over the past year just doing gravel rides and exploring over there a bit this summer um so i know the climb that's ahead of me it's really nice and mellow grade i think it's like five miles but i got a little ways to get to it first but and then i'll go through the go past the ranger camp and i think we go up bear hair which that's gonna suck uh that'll be a lot of hiking and then we get to come down bull mountain i believe and that's my understanding of the route anyway i better get rolling i might try to finish today depending on how i feel how everything goes so i better Better get cracking.
Okay, it's 9.49. I am basically the top of Cooper's Gap. Got a pretty good descent coming up, at least for a few miles. The sun has gone away. It is foggy. Visibility is about 50 yards. So I actually stopped to put my arm warmers on because it's the first time I've had a little bit of chill. And considering I'm about to descend for five miles, probably gonna get really cold. But while I stopped, just saw two guys ride up. They were out riding some of the really cool backcountry trails up here at Bull Mountain. So it's good to see friendly faces and chat for a second. I'm 191 miles in, slow going. That climb up on Rock Creek Road that I was talking about this morning was slower than I expected, I guess. Just kind of sound like a broken record now. Everything's going a little bit slower than expected on this ride. It's just wet. The road's a little soft, not too bad, but it just slows you down, saps your energy. My knee was hurting. Thought maybe I should raise my saddle, so I raised it about a quarter of an inch, and that was not the solution. My knee started hurting worse, so I lowered it back down to where it was before, which is already a touch lower than I would ride it, not for bike packing. It's feeling okay now. What else? Oh, I stopped by the fish hatchery on Rock Creek, which is pretty cool. Stopped there to refill my bottles. There's a, a spigot outside. Stopped and looked at the trout. That was that was cool. I've been there a couple different times, but the gates have always been locked to the little pens where they have the trout, but they were unlocked today. So I went in there and saw thousands and thousands of trout in their various stages of growth. Pretty cool to see that, uh, you know, I guess our tax dollars at work in the Chattahoochee National Forest here. That's it for now. I'm going to try to get down this descent and push up and over Bear Hair to Bull. I think that's the route. And then I'll probably stop for lunch after that. the sound of my jet boil going down here just past the Jones Creek campground there's a jeep rolling up stopping to make some lunch yeah been on single track for a little while or was anyway it's a really nice jeep you hear them crossing the creek there anyway came down Cooper's Gap went by the army ranger camp which is where they have the Ranger Mountain School, and then went by the Camp Wasaga 4-H Center, stopped and refilled my bottles there, had a little bit of gravel, and then the route took us on the single track, and it was the Jake Mountain single track. I thought maybe we'd just ride that, and that I had misread the map, and that I would soon be climbing Nimble Will, but... I did not misread the map. I just neglected to notice a small piece of Jake Mountain trail that we were doing. A few miles on Jake Mountain, and then we crossed over to, I guess, the Bull Mountain side. And now I'm at the base of, I guess, the backside of Bull. Anyway, I'm about to have a long gravel slog up to a trail called bear hair and then that'll pretty much be all hike a bike because it's super steep and then a rolling descent down bull mountain 
it's gonna take a long time to finish. I don't know if I'll finish today. It's 11.55 right now. My knee's bothering me worse than it has uh, so far. So that's not good. Hopefully eating this food is going to help and giving my knee a little break will revitalize me. And it doesn't hurt to walk and I'll be doing a lot of walking. So maybe that's good too. Okay, I'm gonna eat my soup. All right, it's about 2.30. Finally made it out of Bull Mountain. Good Lord, that took forever. Oh, it's definitely the longest it's ever taken me to ride around there. Just with the rain, soft. We actually didn't go up bare hair, so that was kind of a blessing. But we did go up baby heads, which is shorter, but it's closer to a creek, so it was soft the whole way up, and that the last, I don't know, quarter or half mile is loose rocks, hence the baby heads name of the trail. And then Bull Mountain was kind of fun, I guess, going down. The Bull Mountain connector was pretty fun too. And now I'm out on Nimblewill, right by a church, which thankfully they had an outside spigot so I could fill up a bottle. And I'm gonna start climbing Nimblewill. Got a pretty tough climb from what I remember. It's pretty sustained grade, at least. I guess that's a good thing. It's not up and down and up and down. It'll just be one long up and then hopefully one long down. And then over to Aska Road, back towards Blue Ridge. There's a couple of restaurants on Aska Road. Should make it there while they're still open, which is good because I need a meal. Uh, my lunch wasn't so bad. I had a can of Campbell's tomato soup heated that up, threw some sliced up bits of beef jerky in it, and some Cheez-Its, so it was weird, but tasty. I also stopped, well, when I was stopped for lunch, I also moved my cleat, I slid it back on my left shoe, uh, you know, having issues with my left knee, I slid it back, I don't know, a few millimeters, and that helped a bunch. Uh, these are new shoes, a new pair of shoes from Bontrager, which are holding up great so far. Knock on some wood here. But uh, yeah, that seemed to be a big difference maker. I kind of wish I had done that sooner. Maybe it wouldn't be hurting at all. Cause my r right knee feels fantastic. But yeah, the left is feeling better now. Hopefully it will continue to get better. Uh, I took some leave. Maybe that helped too, but uh, anyway, I should get going. It's getting late, and if I'm going to finish tonight, it's going to be a late night no matter what, but I better keep boogieing. Okay, it's quarter after eight. It's been a while since I checked in. It took me about an hour and a half to get up Nimblewill, which is about twice as long as it would take on an unloaded bike and the descent down was wet and rocky surprisingly wet actually lots of big puddles but I made a good time coming down and then there's a lot of road basically 
all the way to where I am now. And which way am I going? This way. Anyway, about to descend, so we'll make this quick. Stop at the Tacoa Riverside restaurant, had a big dinner, sprinted there because I wasn't sure what time they're closing. Thankfully they were still open. So I was pretty much out of food altogether. I had to pack a ramen and thing of tuna just in case, but luckily they were open. Got a shrimp po' boy, some fried green tomatoes, some french fries and a salad, a couple of Cokes, some full, and I've got about 50 miles left. I'm gonna see if I can finish it tonight. I'll check in later. Okay, it's 10 o'clock. I am in Blue Ridge again. I uh, didn't realize the route was going to lead me quite the way it did around the back side of town. So hopefully there's a gas station or something coming up. 260 miles in, 30 left to go, I guess. Which at this rate, I should be done by next Christmas. I'm going to hop back on, keep going. My knee's killing me right now. Tried lowering my saddle. I don't know if that helped or hurt. In addition to moving the cleat, I don't know. It's just throbbing, so that really sucks. As you can probably hear, morale is a little low, but these things happen on 300 mile bike rides. I'm gonna hop back on, keep plugging away. Okay, it is Almost midnight, got 22 miles to go. I'm hiking my bike again. What else is new? The uh, road section after coming through Blue Ridge the second time was absolutely brutal. Rode on 515, which is kind of like a, I don't know, state highway. It would, there's not any traffic right now since it's so late on a Sunday. So that wasn't sketchy or anything. But as soon as he turned off of that, started going up, climbing into this neighborhood with a whole bunch of vacation rental homes. These roads are just insanely steep. Like the steepest stuff on this whole route. And it's coming in the last 30 something miles. So I was just kind of a kick in the pants. So I was hiking a lot of that, a whole lot of that. And eventually once it topped out, there was a screaming descent, which wasn't really, I wasn't really able to enjoy because I couldn't see, it was so dark. It's just, the climb up was gravel, but the descent was paved. But it was just a one lane road, Maggie Chapman Road, I believe it was called. And trees on both sides of the road. It was really dark. It's hard to see and just lots of tight curves. So you couldn't really let off the brakes. Kind of hitting the brakes hard, letting off where I could, hitting the brakes hard, trying to save my pads. Hopefully there's some left. It's only got 20 miles to go. That's a good thing. So it's a pretty raging creek next to me. You might be able to hear it in the background. Probably hear some wind noise too. It's gotten breezy as the night has progressed. Yeah. Anyway, back to earlier. Uh, I think I said the 
climb up Nimble Well took forever. The sand was sketchy. I just hammered the next, I don't know, 20 miles or something like that, which really wanted to make it to that restaurant. I was so hungry. I don't know if that was stupid. That set me back. Feeling better than I did when I was in Blue Ridge. I raised my saddle. I don't know if I mentioned that. That seems to be helping alleviate some knee pain when I'm riding. And I just had a good stretch of pavement on, sorry, I heard a weird jingling. I'm trying to figure out what it was. Had a good stretch of pavement on Boardtown Road. And that was actually nice and rolling and quiet. That was a good chunk of miles. Felt good to make progress. But at this rate, I probably won't finish maybe until two, if I'm lucky. Probably more like three. Sign in at Mulberry Gap. Hopefully, this is all assuming I finish. And there's only 20 miles left, but I don't want to go counting them chickens. And then I'm going to go to my buddy Mark's place in LJ crash out there for the night. And I can try to drive back to Atlanta in the state I'm in. Probably not a good idea. And I think I'm going to have a good swig of whiskey when I finish too. So definitely shouldn't drive after that. All right. I'm going to keep pushing up this hill. Looked at the elevation profile. It's not long, but it's steep. And then looks like a little bit of a downhill for a minute anyways after that. Basically, I'm in the outskirts of Ella J and Mulberry Gap is to the west of Ella J on Highway 52. Pretty good ways. It's probably a 20 minute drive. So that's why I have 20 miles left because I got to do that on a bicycle. With that said, check in later, maybe when I finish, maybe before if I'm feeling lonely. Okay, it's now 2.07. Not done yet. I'm on Gates Chapel Road, which is a lot longer than I remember it being. You might be able to hear the click of my free hub. And that means I'm walking. This hill's not even that steep. I'm just so friggin' tired. But I suppose that's to be expected after, uh, was this a 19 hour day on the bike? Probably gonna be almost 20 by the time I get to Mulberry. Just a little bit more Gaze Chapel Road. And then I think we're turning off on Wilderness Trail or something like that. And then up and over Pinhody 2 which I'll probably be walking most of the up on that. And then there's probably, I don't know, two miles, maybe, maybe three from there until I get to Mulberry Gap. 
and I'm done with this thing. So let's see, what's it saying? 7.85 miles left since last I left you. Uh, had a bunch more steep pavement. I don't know where he, Daniel, who created this route, found these roads. And I don't know who built them, but they are terrible people, to be sure. Man, one thing I can say about this ride is it's just relentless. The whole, the whole thing, it's just full bore. Um, there's not really any chance to relax here either grinding up a hill or screaming down the backside with not a lot of in between <laughs> not a lot of flat really not a whole lot of rolling I think the official file for the route has over 40,000 feet of climbing on it my GPS is well short of that but I think it's uh, just the GPS, like especially when it rains and the pressure changes, it can really affect the GPS's reading. In fact, I've had to restart it a couple times just because I uh, stopped for a while because the satellite's in different positions or something, but I would start and I would be going the right way but on the map I would be you know several meters or more to the left or the right of the trail or the road and so this thing just kept beeping at me telling me I was off course which is really frustrating when you know well when you're pretty sure you're off not off course but it makes you second guess yourself and then just the noise is annoying Gotta have that chime though to let you know when you are off course and when a turn's coming up. Been listening to basically all the podcasts I had downloaded on my phone and tired of all of them. Trying to listen to music now. It's keeping me going a little bit. Got a little bit of Wilco going. Hopefully that's not too chill and puts me to sleep before I get to where I'm going. Still pushing up this hill. There's this white church up on the top of it, so I know I'm getting close. I know this church. Come up here and ride quite frequently. This Gates Chapel Road is a fun one to drive on, particularly if you have a sporty car. Not that fun to walk though, in case you were wondering. It turns out, kind of sucks. But I'm almost to the church, another hundred yards to go, and then I'll have a little bit of descent on pavement before gravel and Penhody too. So I think I'll Stop here, collect myself, put my helmet back on, and finish this dang thing. All right.
Okay, it is 9.21 on Monday morning. I'm loading up and about to drive back to Atlanta. I finished around four, official finishing time was 3.58. And I was just so tired once I got in that I didn't have the energy to record anything. I took a shower right when I got finished. Made some ramen just because I was so hungry. I didn't want to wake up because I was hungry like I did last night or the night before. And then I slept in the back of my forerunner, which I'm about six inches too tall to do comfortably. So it was not very comfortable. But I did get a little bit of sleep. I woke up, I guess, around eight. And I actually felt worse right when I woke up than I did when I finished. But I got up, had some delicious breakfast here at Mulberry Gap. These people are just awesome. Highly recommend it as usual. The uh, The last few miles just took forever because they just did. I mean, it was just so steep, more steep, more gravel steep, more road steep more trail steep, and I was just having to walk any slight hill, which really slows you down. But I did it, finished 290 miles. Pretty sure that's the hardest thing I've ever done, riding a bike or not. Um, so glad to be done with it for sure. And I'll have all sorts of articles about this i'll have a write-up on the route itself and on my journey and uh probably have some gear reviews mixed in there as well for some of the stuff that i took with me but uh yeah for now i'm going to uh gonna hit the road i'm gonna go home and sleep i might stop for some pizza before i sleep I've been dreaming about pizza since yesterday. Uh, so that's it for now. Thanks for riding along with me on the 2017 Kohada Cat. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Single Tracks Podcast. There's more Kohada Cat related content on the site, or there will be very soon, so be sure to check out my write up, which is going to have a bunch of pictures from the route. Uh, we've had some pretty crappy fall colors the past three or four years here in Georgia, but 2017 finally delivered the goods. You can see many of the sites I described in this episode. If you've enjoyed this episode and our many others, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes. I know we bug you about this every week, but it really does help get our voices in more ears, and we greatly appreciate it. Also, take a moment to sign up for our email list. Each week we'll send you the best content along with cool products we think you'll be interested in. That's all we have for this week. Join us again next time on the Single Tracks Podcast.